Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? I'm so excited for this episode. (laughs) When you sent me this topic, I was like, oh, fuck. I am so excited. Well, I mean, I think it's going to be partially goofy and partially like kind of a downer, but I think it's important for us all to come to Jesus with the fact that the world will be ending soon if we don't get our act together. (laughs) Apocalypse is imminent. Apocalypse now, as it were. Um, some of the some of the scenarios you sent over, I was like, I have thought about every single one of these and what I would do. <laughs> so I'm just excited. Um. So well, before we get started on that, so I have this. We just we talked about it already, but I have this. We're doing back to back recordings right now, people. So it's going to seem like it's the same day because it is. Uh, I, I have the 7:30 a.m. I don't know date maybe. <laughs> Should I go full makeup or should I go more natural? Because I'm meeting him in a cemetery and I don't get to wear lipstick very often. So I think I could go dark lipstick. It's the end of the night for you and you're like going to bed, right? Afterwards, yeah, because Makai and I are going to dinner. So what you don't, here's the logical part. What you don't want is like makeup that could like smear all over your pillow. Unless you already do that now, which you shouldn't be doing. But unless you already do that now. No, it's like, that's like my last stop before I go home before the end of the night. It's like, I guess the vibe. So I was like going to do curlers and like Yeah, makeup. curlers, yes. And like, a, I was going to wear like a beanie and like all black and stuff because I'm it's it's the cemetery. You're like, I got to dress up for my fans. <laughs> <laughs> for the dead. Um, but uh, I'm also like, if I show up somewhere at 730, but it's again, 730 in the morning is different to me than it is to most. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Whatever. I I say, you know what? I think you should put your makeup on. We'll just know when I get there. I'll I'll let you know. (laughs) I think he should see how hard you go at 7.30 a.m. And then I think he should, you should record his face when he realizes that you're going to bed right after this and that you've been up all night. Yeah, someone, I just watched a TikTok that was turned into a reel that said, this is what real marriages look like. And it was like a stick drawing. <laughs> and one person goes to bed at 11 p.m. One person goes to bed at 4 a.m. Yes. That's what yes, it is. Because, like. I mean, he always wants to meet in the morning. And I get it that he's a chef, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, does it just mean he's just like trying to like friend zone the situation or what? But he brought it no. up. Like, I, I didn't hit him up this week. He hit me up. So I don't know. When I hear people proposing breakfast dates, uh-huh. it's to catch you off guard so that you are like your actual self and not your fake self. They, yeah, they like really want to see you. I'm not a good person in the morning because like I initially said not too early because I was like, I want it to be like noonish, but I was like, I'm not even a good person at noon. So I was like, how about I take control of the situation <laughs> and we just do it at dawn. <laughs> And then I don't go to bed. I just heard of you being like, we ride at dawn. (laughs) No, honestly, like, I hate the morning. I hate when people are around. around. That's really what I hate. Wait, erect? Around. Like, I hate when it's busy. (laughs) And I'm going to let this this hang out because we're meeting at 730. 
I'm going to make it go, well, I'll be in the cemetery until 9 o'clock. I don't know how long we're hanging out because I don't want to deal with rush hour. So I'm going to stay there until 9 o'clock in the safety of the cemetery <laughs> until everyone's at their fucking job. And then I'll go home and go to bed. And then I'll wake up. And once rush hour's over, I'll meet Haslam for dinner. <laughs> I think you have a genius idea. <laughs> but I was like, I should shower first. And I'm like, I'm not even going to shower. I'm not trying to hook up with this guy yet. I don't know what we are. And also... He- it's he's at an advantage i'm at a disadvantage because i have a Mm -hmm. podcast Mm -hmm. he knows so much about me and he's like a little he's not an open book so i'm gonna like cry things out of him (laughs) i don't want to like fuck him either you don't want to fuck him or you don't want to buck him bug him bug him oh um like you know like with like a thousand questions during the, like texting like i'm not a teenager you know we're not teenagers. so tell me about your first traumatic experience and let's go from there <laughs> <laughs> with what that's what Wife? you should text him <laughs> or that's how you should start it like bro you have 60 hours of me talking <laughs> well and like i feel like he because i told you he, he brought it up the last time we hung out he kept dropping hints that he was listening to the podcast and i was just ignoring them and yeah. then um <laughs> He starts singing. He was... What are you going to get? How are you going to get your eggs? Okay. How am I going to get? <laughs> That's what he, he's like trying in the middle of his menu perusing. Yeah. Um, and then he was talking about things that seemed like specific to the pod. So like, I don't know if he's like trying to, I don't understand what, see, this is, this is why this will probably be our last encounter. I think I'm going to shut it down after this. Okay. So you might as well milk it. No, I'm just saying that uh, I don't know what anything is, and I hate sitting around speculating what things are. So I'll just, I'm good being alone. I'm going to run out at a lighthouse. I'm going to live on the top. <laughs> I'm going to die there. In Hawaii. All right. We, Hawaii... we should have internet, so. <laughs> yes. In the... I was thinking more of like a cold lighthouse, like a. Where no one will come visit. Mm. You know? You can crochet so you can survive. Yeah, that's true. I gotta make myself a hat for tomorrow, too. Because <laughs> my beanie... Last year's beanie... I haven't made a beanie that yet this year for winter. And last year's <laughs> beanie is in my car. And I'm just like, oh, let's make a new one. Because of the milk smell? Oh, my God. It's almost gone. Thank God. How are you fixing it? With all the helpful hints everyone's been giving me. But apparently it's just waiting it out. You know, like the, (laughs) it's awful. Like I can barely smell it now, but it still like makes, ugh, I hate it. No one's allowed in my car, which is a shame because I'd love to drive. Plus my brakes, I'm embarrassed with my brakes. So like no one's allowed in my car. And that's what actually constructed this idea of going to the cemetery was that and me not, because I was like, we should, I was like, we should go to the movie and then go to like a diner afterwards and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, no, I don't want him in my car for the, <laughs> for the smell and for the the brakes. And I don't want to put that pressure on him with his car. I don't know what's going on with his car. See how I'm overthinking it? <laughs> Did I ever tell you that I was in a multi-level marketing scheme? Yes. <laughs> it was called Kayani and it was like a multivitamin beverage. Yeah. And I was trying to yeah. sling that on everybody. Uh-huh. Well, I had bottles of it in the back of my trunk. Because uh-huh. I, I was just waiting everywhere. for everybody to, I was waiting for everybody to just flock to me and buy it out of my trunk, I guess. And <laughs> I crashed into a fence on Christmas Day in the middle of winter, and um, one of the bottles broke in the back. But my back 
my trunk was shit faced. It was the messiest (laughs) girl in the world. And so I never cleaned it until like the spring. And every so often I would just clean out my seats in my car and throw it on top of the shit in the trunk. And then just like, oh, my friends are going to be here. I'll just like throw all the shit back here and deal with it later. Spring comes around. I find the broken Kayani bottle. And then ever since then, the whole car smelled like a multivitamin. That's like, better than milk, dude. I, I, I gotta be real. You're right. Milk. You're right. But I'm saying you're lucky that you don't have to deal with it for the rest of forever. Where I was just like, well. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, okay, so I scrubbed it with Pine Sol. And mm. um, I could, it, it helped, but I could still smell it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, um, I, like, scrubbed it down again. And again, helped, but I could still smell it. And then I sprinkled it with baking soda. And that really helped. So, yes. um, I'm going to, I'm going to vacuum that out tomorrow or the next day and then put more on it. And then hopefully that'll be like the end of it. But it's just like, my car, car deserves better than what it's going through right now. I'm sorry, Polly. Yes. It's better for me. Okay. So this I episode is, uh, the pros and cons of possible apocalyptic scenarios. <laughs> Strap in motherfuckers. Also, I feel like Titus is really going to love this one. So. <laughs> hey, Titus. I don't even I think always... he listens to anything but the Supernatural episode. Amanda says he just loves listening to the Supernatural episode over and over and over again. I love that. I love that. Thank you, Titus. <laughs> I think he's going to listen to this one. I think she... I think he'll be about this one. Um, <laughs> so I think, like, apocalyptic scenarios are always, like, the topic of movies. And, you know, I mean, why does God exist? Because we're all going to die one day. Yes. <laughs> right? So I thought it'd be fun to kind of go over, like, pros and cons of you know the the popular apocalyptic scenarios okay and like what that would look like and like also if you were to survive what that would look like and like again pros and cons so yeah my number the first one is the zombie apocalypse i have thought a lot about this do you think it would be fun okay uh spoiler alert no i definitely am going to unalive myself if that ever happens so that nobody else would have to do that for me. But remember when uh, the walking dead was so popular and people would watch Uh it. Well, Spencer one time got called to the bishopric and was out every night doing some bishopric shit. So I was left to my own devices as a newlywed uh, with Netflix. So Uh I watched the entire series of walking dead within like a month or two. Mm -hmm. And this was like four seasons were out on Netflix or something. And then Everywhere I went, I was like, okay, if zombies happened, this is what I would do here. Or this is what I would do there. Or this is what... And it stayed with me. One time I had a patient that, like, she was um, handicapped and, like, couldn't speak. And so she breathed heavily and it was very drooly. And Uh it sounded like a zombie. And I had PTSD (laughs) from her breathing. And I was like, holy shit, I am scared to look in my foyer because I think it's a zombie. And I was like, oh, no, it's just this person. God damn it. And now you have fucking Olive as a dog. Yeah. And she's not quiet at all. She doesn't sound like a zombie breathing at all. Um, well, Hollywood would have me believe that the zombie virus moves through you at a rapid speeds, And then nine times out of ten, you turn turns you into a ravenous beast filled with bloodlust and athletic ability. So I guess that's the plus and a minus. Like you're going to get it really quick and then forget and go brain dead. But also I can't really run fast. So 
ability to run and be a hermit will really come into play here. Um, but you every- will just be rotting bones inside your room. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, or like, no one will ever find me because I'm just like not gonna leave my room. Like, it's just like okay. <laughs> I'll just hang out. Um, but like every hillbilly says uh, that they'd love to kill some people. So I guess that's a pro. Like the what brought up this whole the, this whole thought process was I, I was watching I was watching my niece and nephew, and Al was like, he loves video games and stuff, and he's like, I would love a zombie apocalypse. I could just go out and like snipe people. And I was like, here's what no one here's what no one come, takes into account: the smell. Yes. By like by like day three, you want to die because of the smell. <laughs> like, there was one time a cow died in like this field, in Richfield, uh-huh. like when they were gonna turn Annabelle Road into like a. Anyway, this cow exploded, and that area stank forever. That's one exploding dead body. Yeah, and there would be like piles and piles, and like the things there's like literally dead and reanimated dead. Like that's it. And then like a few survivors. <laughs> like, oh no, it would smell so bad. Homie, don't play that. And like, you know, the loneliness would also get to you if you survived. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm unaliving myself immediately. I'm yeah. fine with that. Like, I love zombie movies. Like, I love the genre, but like, yeah. no, none of it sounds fun. <laughs> like, and like, everyone needs to get, like, I told Alex that too. I was like, dude, you need to get serious too. I'm like, you're not going to survive. I'm like, very few people will survive. I'm like, maybe you will because your dad has like guns Money. And, and military experience and knows how to drive a helicopter. I'm like, so that kind of ups the odds <laughs> for us. This is as a Josie, family. you said? <laughs> no, this is Alex, my nephew. Oh, <laughs> he's oh. eight. He's eight. And I'm like, dude, oh, your brother, your literal about. brother. You're- yeah. <laughs> and like, my grandpa has a trucking company, so we could like make. We would have like the the machinery to like make good weapons that could get through like crowds and stuff. So like, yeah. our odds are higher. But oh, we're, I'm just we're imagining not, we're not surviving this. <laughs> two snow plows welded to the front of a Kenworthy, just plowing through. A Kenworthy, Kenworth, Kenworth. <laughs> I'm. This is why I have you in my life. A Kenworthy. <laughs> What's a Kenworthy? What you just said. You just said Kenworthy. What, what is a Kenworthy? Have you ever seen Warm Bodies? I love that movie. I think it's. Great. It's so cute. It is cute. And yeah. like Shaun of the Dead is so funny. Dawn of the Dead is so great. See, every time I watch zombie movies, though, it just is like, I'm like, I can't find any humor in it because I'm scared as fuck. I just don't think it's like a thing that's ever going to happen. I think it's just like a fun <sighs> idea. And like the Dawn of the Dead, the, the one from the 70s, it's commentary on how everyone flocks to the mall because consumerism. It was it was commentary on consumer, consumerism and capitalism. That's pretty funny. Yeah, so like that's why it takes place in a mall, but the new one, the new one with uh, our buddy Ty, Burgess, right? Burress, hmm? whatever. The, he's a uh, Phil in uh, Modern Family. The owns Beer Bar. He's in Dawn of the Dead, the the, the newer one. What? There's a newer one from like 2003. Are you talking about Phil Dunphy? Yeah, that's the only name I know him by. Please don't fuck with me again. I'm so confused. <laughs> I feel like the last time we talked about him, because we oddly talk about him a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing it's just because he owns one of the bars in town. Um, but uh, he's like a douchebag in it. He plays the part really well, too. 
Oh, like man. I struggled with him as uh, as Phil Dunphy at first because of uh, Dawn of the Dead. Oh okay. <laughs> like he's I like a it. scumbag in it. I get it. But I like, guess I'll uh, watch it. No, I love like when I was like really lovesick when I was young. I would always watch zombie movies, and Dawn of the Dead was always like the first one. I loved that movie. You were lovesick, so you watched people <laughs> dying. Zombie movies, man, it's the cure all. <laughs> <laughs> fixes right up but i'm i never got down with the walking dead because i like zombie movies need to have an end because it's exhausting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the fact that it just continues 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 i ain't about it people know the exact episode that they stopped watching the walking dead and was washed their hands of it like mine was like every single person yeah see (laughs) every single person knows their line they're like nope Oh, by the way, you'll get great pleasure in this information. Okay. Okay. Uh, I did the. I was going through a top hundred uh, greatest dramas today. <laughs> Succession was like eighty six. Uh, Mad Men was <laughs> like fifty three. The Sopranos was six. Oh, I need to watch and it. And Breaking Bad was number one. You bitch. <gasps> number one. <laughs> Makes yeah. sense. I Makes was like, sense. Kendra's gonna love. Th- I mean, I can't even believe I'm feeding you this ego information. But listen, it is so fucking good. <clears throat> fucking good. I'm I'm warming to the idea. I'm warming to it. Okay, warming like a zombie, like the warm body zombie. You're warming up to it. <laughs> that movie is really great. <laughs> it's like a. It's like Romeo and Juliet. Yes, that's why they're not named as R and J, I guess, right? Oh, is that or really RJ? what it is? It was... Somebody's name is RJ. But, like, does do a lot of people die in it, too? Yeah, so that makes sense. Very Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. His name's R. And Julie is the girl. Julie, and then his name's R. Oh, yep. See how I made that connection without even knowing for real? Literature. I literally just told you that connection. No, I know, but I said it, and you're like, yeah, that is the connection. I was like, oh, oh. God. <laughs> I love the way you, we fight. What is our you just, what like, is not our... attack me for five fucking minutes? <laughs> what does our astrology say again? <laughs> Friends? Listen, the Just fact to remind that I, the people. The fact that I'm like, let's record a bunch right now, <laughs> like, the day Mercury went into retrograde, says a lot about me and my chaotic behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up disagree on basic identities, moods and emotions, and intellect and communication. You're like, are we about to have an ableist conversation right now? <laughs> We're the worst. Why do we have a podcast? Happy anniversary, know. by the way. Oh, yeah. January 14th was our anniversary, everybody. One you year. You can celebrate us now. One year in the book. Toast. To, you know those signs that say all because two people fell in love? <sighs> Because two people like to get together and bicker once a week. <laughs> so my my mom gave my grandparents that sign. It was like, oh, because two people fell, fell in love. And all of the grandkids were like, cool. Your kids don't talk to each other. Half your grandkids don't get along. You made two kids. Not it good. Is, it is honestly so funny that you mentioned that. Because the other day at work, someone told me that I was an accident. And I'm like, no, I'm all because two people fell in love. <laughs> And everyone was like, Bleh! <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, 
like, and then it exploded immediately after. <laughs> we okay. knew that we were going to be at odds sometimes. That's why we started the podcast, because we're like, we're different enough that it's going to be funny. I'm not even worried about it. I'm happy about it, actually. I have no concerns. Um, the next one's a virus. We're kind of living through that. I say it's a, it's it's all cons for me. <laughs> pros and cons. There have been no pros. What are the pros of zombies? Uh, I don't know. I think like uh, it goes quickly. That's right. You said it goes goes. It goes quickly, okay. and then like I guess if you survive population control, like all pros pros of of all these, there's gonna be population control. Fair. But uh, the virus the virus doesn't go quick enough, as far as I'm concerned. We're in year we're going into year three here. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the fanatics are con, and like holy shit, sometimes I'd rather be dead than hear everyone's theories. Yes. <laughs> like I'm like take me now, COVID. <laughs> Uh, but nothing warms me quite like the COVID denier dying, so I guess it's not all bad. <laughs> COVID deniers dying? I love oh, like that happens. I yeah, love it. yeah. Well, because <laughs> I'm a monster. What do you think, virus? I, I mean, like contagion. I was like, no way. And then like contagion uh, kind of scared me. I just thought it was so unrealistic, and here we are. <laughs> Well, at the very beginning of the pandemic, like January 2020, mm-hmm. uh, the pandemic documentary came out where it was just like, we could very easily and quickly have a viral pandemic. We are about ready it's for one. Yeah, it's historically like on time. Yeah. And I, this is why we, my cousin and I got in a fight and we're no longer friends because um, I watched a bunch of it. And then I sent it to her and I was like, you should really watch this. And she was like, you know, the fear mongering that you experience in the church, this feels like fear mongering. This is fear mongering. And I was like, this is science. And she was like, this is fear mongering. And if you believe this shit, you're dumber than I thought. And I was like, I only watched 10 minutes of it. I lied. I lied. But I wanted to like diffuse the situation because be like, well, I didn't really watch the whole thing. Because so, this was pre-pandemic when we were all walking <clears throat> on eggshells around each other. Yes. <laughs> Instead of being like, fuck you, you're out of my life. Uh, so being then like, I was like, calm your tits, bitch. Just watch it or don't. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, so you're telling me to watch um, 10 minutes of something you don't even put the work in? Like, you're such a piece of shit. Like, and I was just like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And then, like, we ended up not talking. And then she, it started happening. And she's like, you're fucking stupid to still believe this shit. It's like the propaganda prepared you for this. And you're just a sheep and all this. And I was just like, well. <laughs> it has been really interesting watching people's, again, responses to fear. Because I really feel like the deniers are the people that are freaked out. Like, I feel like people that deny it. Um, have the least amount of education and they have like kids and they're scared. They feel helpless. So they're just like, it's not real. Yes. Which is, you know, one way to go about it. And my cousin's point was I'm not required to go into poverty level uh, so that you can live. She just doesn't, she believes in survival of the fittest and like anti-vax, like our bodies will handle it. And if they don't, then that's just the price to pay. And I'm not required to go into poverty so that your X, Y, Z um, person in your family can live longer. Like, that's not my problem. 
well, okay, but people understand that that type of thinking is tribalism, which is fine, but that means that we can't be a country that everyone who also, who feels survival the fittest also is like proud to be an American, land of the free, home of the brave, this big, huge, vast country with all this quote unquote diversity. You can't have, you can't, you can't have it both ways, man. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And like, even people who have, compromised immune systems have smart brains you know yeah that is, that is and even people die. with smart brains sometimes believe the wrong bullshit so well right and also people who have been super healthy have died from this too but i mean if there was a virus that like quickly <laughs> knocked out like half the population i'd be like bitching let's let's do that but this what, what we're doing right now is not, not quick not super into it it's not it's not i'm not it's not for me i'm gonna say pass on the coronavirus pandemic well obviously i'm down to live through a virus pandemic like that i have not well that's probably no, but the I'm about, treatments <laughs> but, but i'm talking about apocalypse like it's apocalypse it's apocalyptic levels so we're near extinction by the end of it yeah, but at the beginning of this pandemic, I thought we were all fucked. And that's why I closed down my business and boarded up my windows and was just like, I'm yeah, waiting this out. Yeah, but your business out. is closed down again, right? Yeah, it is. And it's it's even less, like, deadly right now, supposedly. But I'm still just like, I'm not fucking with this one. Not me. No, sir. No, thank you. No, sir. So I am willing to live through a viral pandemic, I guess. No, but it's not apocalyptic. This one isn't apocalyptic. I'm just being I'm just being sarcastic with it, but I'm saying like oh. well, like an apocalypse if if the number of people who caught any variant of COVID died, yeah, how do you think we'd be handling that right now? Well, there would be a lot of smelly places because Again, there wouldn't yeah. be enough people to bury anybody. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, like bring out your dead. I think we'd just have to start burning bodies. How do you think the uh, the environment of the survivors would change? Like, do you think? You think it would well, be good people, or bad for mental health? Um, people, globalization would cease because um, <laughs> there not, wouldn't though. be enough. There wouldn't be enough people specialized in the globalization aspect of it. I'm talking economy wise, like factory workers would be fucking gone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but pe- there's the Internet. The Internet something you got to take into account because there might be because there's less voices creating this uh, this globe. You know what I mean? Where we can communicate with China directly, we can da, da da da. Like there's enough people to sustain the whole entire globe because everyone's getting their pineapples from Hawaii and everyone's getting their cars from Detroit, and you know what I mean. Because that's we're able to do that because the number of people sustain. We all sustain each other. I think that depends on. So what happens with this virus? It doesn't decide, like doctors have died from it you know what i mean so like yeah but like everyone who gets it doesn't die right 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 but what i'm saying is if it got to an apocalyptic level Uh people would start doing self-reliance again on a lot of things and so a lot of a lot of industries would die that like facilitate the globalization like the pollution aspect yeah i think so it would be it would change what global it would change the definition of globalization i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah you're but right but it would continue it would continue in a way that possibly would be more sustainable because yeah. enough people would be like i really care about doing this the right way and saving our planet type of thing 
And like, I really think what's gonna one of the chances we have to survival is that all the thinkers can communicate. Like, there's uh this chick who does like worldwide diagnosis where it's like this is what this person has what do you think and like people can be like this is what like even just like armchair whatever (laughs) experts can be like this is what I think it is and so it's like you know two heads are better than one five three heads are better than you know or five heads are better than three sort of thing so it's like I think if we lost a great number of the population if it was truly just a random virus the numbers as far as like per capita of scientists geniuses etc would be the same but there would be more interest in people the people around you because there's less people to care for but also with the internet and stuff we're still solving world problems so it it would be different than the plague like the black plague you know what i mean yeah you're right because <laughs> okay. people aren't people aren't completely scattered to the wind because even if you're just on a farm 20 miles away from everyone you can still immediately communicate with someone yeah yeah so the I'm advances thinking. of society the advances of technology would still be here it would just that people would need to shift their like specialization a little bit to fill in I the think places it, yeah i think in most apocalyptic scenarios there's going to be percentage of people that live but will be like endangered species like the wells or something yeah and then the <laughs> um, whales can thrive yeah i know everything everything but humans when humans aren't thriving everything else does it's a it's a it's a balance man yeah <laughs> um meteor hitting the planet <gasps> i would love it i think it'd be great everyone dying pretty much on the same day yes yes Yes. I think the the only negative is the hysteria leading up to it because obviously you could see the meteor for like at least a couple of months, right? At least one month. I think so. It would be like. So have you watched Seeking a Friend for the End of the World? Uh, No, but I have watched Don't Look Up. Okay. On your. your, (laughs) It wasn't Spencer, it was me. We have (laughs) talked about this then. This is a Steve Carell, Kira Knightley uh, Mm -hmm. film. You should pick it for one of your movies. Yeah, um, she, um, Kira Knightley is obsessed with saving her vinyl records and this, like, player, and she wants to listen to the music, and she wants to ha- get home to see her family in love- London, and Steve Carell is her, like, neighbor, and they, like, go on this journey together, but, like, being faced with a meteor and people, like, genuinely killing themselves right in front of you, that mm-hmm. would fucking suck, so, like, you're like right the hysteria leading up to it would both be good and bad like people will just do the things that they need to do to fin- wrap up their own stories that, uh-huh. you know like you know but um at the same time you're going through hell like you're or gonna see some shit there need to be more like have a moral code goes out the window and they start being psychos hmm. you know what i mean so like well, well whatever they're you know, that happens. Gonna, yeah. There's so many riots. There's people mm-hmm. uh, pl- plundering. Plundering? Am I a pirate? Why am I going to say it? Plundering. Pillaging. Pillaging pil- pilgriming. <laughs> I don't know. Well, plunging. plunging. They're plunging the, the shit out of all of these apartments. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think Deep impacted it the best when uh, she just goes with her dad and sits on the beach and the tsunami kills them and then like elijah wood is with his girlfriend like he got a place on the the people who can the 
they're gonna there's there's like a survivor place <laughs> that mm-hmm. they're gonna take and i think he like says no or whatever or what i don't know anyways the whole thing is just chaos mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole thing's chaos and don't look up's funny because they look for like the financial um possibilities of having the meteor hit the planet <laughs> Oh my god. So See, funny. I knew that it was going to be so funny. Like seeking a friend for the end of the world is funny in some ways, but overall just touching and like thoughtful, thought-provoking. Uh-huh. Whereas Don't Look Up sounds like the funniest fucking thing. Well, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio's having a panic attack through the whole entire thing, him and Jennifer Lawrence, and that part is super anxious, but it's also like really funny cuz like no one gives a fuck. No one. And Meryl Streep is playing Donald Trump straight up. And what? Like, yeah, she's straight up playing Donald Trump. Like, she's the female version of Donald Trump. And she has the slogan, don't look up. <laughs> like, it's hmm. so... It's. It, I mean, it, it kind of feels like too soon, too real. But, like... <laughs> it's also, like, pretty good social commentary, I gotta say. <laughs> um... Okay, here's here's a fun one. The Rapture. Oh my god. First, before we talk about any of this, when I was a missionary, we had the funnest game. It was dodgeball, uh-huh. but it was full court dodgeball. You could fucking hit anybody you wanted. Oh, and there these... was there was no teams? No, there's no teams. Everybody was against everybody else. Mm-hmm. But um I think there was like a stop, a uh, stop and go thing where you were trying to run away from the person who had the ball uh-huh. and then like get away from them. I don't know. But anyway, if they caught the ball, then all the people who had been down on the ground uh-huh. were risen again. So we would That's call it the rapture. rapture. <laughs> <laughs> we were all saved. Oh my God. It was so fun. So isn't the rapture. Okay. You're going to have to refresh my memory because when I was writing this out, I was like, I don't like, I know that like people will be, they'll just disappear and their clothes will be there. <laughs> so I guess that's a pro, lots of extra clothes just lying around. Have you not seen The Leftovers on HBO? No. Do I need to give you my login or do you have HBO? You um, canceled it. I canceled it, but uh, I'll. Now that I know that that's what that's about, I thought I thought it was about like uh, extras or something for some reason. But uh, <laughs> when Succession comes back on the air, I'll do it. Okay, cool. I'm trying uh, to yeah. I'm trying to practice minimalism again, like and that's that Good goes with you. that goes with all things, including you know, subscriptions. Are we living parallel lives? Because <laughs> I have been turning off my phone for hours at a time. That's a good and thing. like just loving it. Being like remember in two thousand six when you just did other lived things in your besides, life besides being like balls deep on a screen all day long yeah uh yeah and it's also like i don't need that everything doesn't need to be at my fingertips yes like i just don't need that anymore like why can't i, I can... problem solve or something you know yeah <laughs> right and i can take things as they come and you know there's plenty of netflix i have netflix and hulu there's plenty to watch there like mm-hmm. i don't need to constantly be entertained i forgot what it's like to entertain myself yes so like, like i need to like or sit with the uncomfortable that. feeling that you're not okay instead of distracting yourself. Oh, I did that plenty. I, I can do that with a TV show on, for God's sake. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm, we're saying the same thing. I'm glad that we're on this journey together. Our healing 
season. Well, right. And like, I've been a minimalist for a lot of years of my life. And recently I feel like I've just have so much stuff and like, I'm slowly getting rid of stuff. So we shall cool. see. Cool. Um, the rapture. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The rapture. So the first scene of the leftovers mm-hmm. is people just disappearing and it is fascinating watching the people who are left over like right. look around because like um well, how does how does that play out first of all what do we get raptured so like one of the scenes the a mother is loading her groceries into her car and her baby is like crying incessantly and is just like driving her nuts and then the baby is taken and she's like somebody stole my baby like somehow there's nobody around but somebody stole my baby so she's like looking around running around and suddenly a car with no driver crashes into something and then other people are noticing that they're like they're like i mean it just is wild so are they playing like catholic catholic rules of the rapture or whatever bible rules in this show so the funny thing is i've only watched like three episodes and then I gave birth. So, oh, and you're like, oh, <laughs> uh, so have you seen the leftovers, listeners? Tell us, is it good? <laughs> well, like, because here's what I here's what I'm thinking. Like, there's two trains of thought there. So the people who believe in the rapture, I'm not one of those people, but like, there are super not Christ-like Christians who believe in the rapture. If they get raptured, if all the Christians and stuff get raptured, and all the like, the God-fearing people quote-unquote god-fearing people get raptured and i'm talking like a lot all that shit all the all the versions Mm -hmm. of god that we have that means that only like the atheists are left right and that's that's fine and like the sinners i guess but if 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 the if the truly good are raptured then that means there's going to be a bunch of fucking rich christian pastors who are here which that's true which, which would be like funny so it could have already happened what do you mean it could have already happened, and the rich Christian pastors, or like the evil, the rejuvenated their following. Yeah, but I feel like if that happened now, like in like if I'm talking about how we'd react to it, so if it happened now, like Joel Austin was still here, like does he mm. have any power, or does he say, "Well, the Lord made me stay"? Or yes, are we just like that's exactly the what they say because their their God is not God; it's money. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of his followers are getting raptured because they're actually good people, oh. maybe misguided. But they believe in this sort of thing. So if they're like true followers of, of whatever, then they're going to get raptured. Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, I feel like the people, like if he's not getting raptured. Because like, God is no respecter of men. Well, who's who's he going to who's going to follow him? You know? Well, yeah, like, because cares? we're all happily doing weed. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're just like, no, thanks, bro. But also, do if he you. doesn't, but if he doesn't get raptured, that means that I probably would. So who's to say? But it's like if if it's truly just like the evil, like the religious versions of evil. So only religious people are getting raptured. Hmm. I feel like that would be mostly good. Like we would have, of course. Oh yeah. But Donald Trump is technically religious. I mean, that's what he says. So let's say he gets raptured because he's you know all these Christians Lord and Savior. <laughs> so. Like, it might be okay. Hell yeah, I'd be really happy. I'd probably go to that um, When We Were Young tour. (laughs) The tickets would still be so expensive. (laughs) 
they'd be more expensive because everybody's like, I guess we're partying now. Well, I mean, maybe the yeah, but like I feel like nothing. There's certain towns where like nothing would change, and Vegas is one of them. <laughs> and we're so close to it that we'll be fine. Yeah, but um, when uh, the rapture haps- happens, does the devil take over the earth, or do is, do the people just chill? Like, what happens after the rapture? I'll Google it. <laughs> I was like, I'll ask our religious uh, expert, but I guess you don't know. What happens after the rapture? Oh, that's what billions of like TV shows and books are about. So, I mean, we have to read all of those. The Judgment Seat of Christ, The Marriage Supper of the Lamb... So I guess the devil does come over. Well, I mean, I, I guess know. we got to figure out if the devil has like a sense of humor or what, what, what have you. <laughs> Listen, the devil, according to my uncle, he and he and Satan are the devil. Satan and Jesus flip a coin to see which one's going to be the savior every time. So I think he's probably fair, a good like, day, a good guy. I mean, he's in a band. He plays the fiddle. I mean, you have to walk such a fine line to be Satan anyway. Like it takes a lot of work and like. I feel like uh, I feel like you couldn't be bad t- and be Satan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, Jesus and Satan are yin and yang. Like they're they they're ex- brothers. They're brothers. They they're literally Tom- have the same Godhead <laughs> lineage. They're Tom Cruise and Tim Curry. Okay, goddamn it. <laughs> My husband has like taken up laughing like Tim Curry, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, so the whole thing sparked by being like, isn't Tim Curry Hexus in the Fern Gully? And Spencer was like, no. And I was like, yes, he fucking is. He has to be because he goes, slime beneath me. And I was like, that, that thing sounds like Tim Curry would sing it. So now he's been like, I don't know how to do it, but he sounds really good. No, I, I know, like, but yeah, like I can't do it either, but like I know it. And it just kind of sent a shiver down my spine because of it. <laughs> Haunts my, haunted my dreams, dude. And sometimes even when I'm in the shower, I'm like, if I look down and Tim Curry dressed like a clown was coming through my drain, I would shit twice and die. Uh, I've had legit nightmares about Hexus. So we have similar dream themes here. <laughs> I've peed my bed over it. And sex dreams about darkness from legend. It's fine. What? Okay. Tim Curry is the devil. Like, oh, the devil. Yeah. Satan. <laughs> and Tom Cruise isn't the, the Jesus the unicorns are. So not to get it wrong. Okay. So the next one I have is an atomic <laughs> holocaust. Atomic. Oh, bombs. that would fucking suck. I think we'd be fine. We're in the mountains and um, they don't. Oh, cares, like who, me and you. Yeah. Like who cares about. But American Horror Story Apocalypse, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. The imagery on that season is so fucking creepy. It's so creepy. I love it. But, Here's what um, I feel bad about, a, like, atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. People would be born with defects, and it would be, like, it would significantly alter the quality of life for so many people. So while we would be fine in this, like, high on a mountaintop, this is the place, thanks, Brigham Young scenario... <laughs> Like so many people would just Japan be would be happening all around us. So, so much, sad. so much hentai. I do like that. <laughs> I do too. 
don't get it personally. I watched every once in a while to try to understand, but I'm like, I don't get this. <laughs> it's not something I like relish in, but I'm like, you know what? I need a special flavor today. <laughs> How is that any different than bestiality from bestiality? Because beasts can't give consent. But cartoons can. You're right. Sorry. You're right. I'm about consent, man. <laughs> it's the, if the octopus is doing the raping. That's actually how I feel about bestiality, too. <laughs> like, if <laughs> I feel less gross about it if, like, the person is being fucked by the animal. Un, unprovoked. Unguided. We've gone to a different. Yeah. We've gone to a weird place. Let's not be here anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I grew up in the farmland. I've seen some shit. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Nope. I think that's probably for the best. <clears throat> I won't name. But any they used names. to say, "I'm not going to say the county, but like blank county where the men are men and the sheep are scared." <laughs> Wayne County, for those hey! interested. Hey, what if we have <laughs> listeners? The fact of the matter is, is that you didn't even have to see. I, we didn't plan this out. I just know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was talking to uh, a girl from Sevier County the other day, and her husband's from Wayne County. And I'm like, people are from Wayne County? She's like, I know, right? I didn't even Bro. think that was, I didn't think that was real. I thought, I thought it was just like a county with nothing in it. Speaking and all the of towns, conspiracy theories. <laughs> All the towns are like, uh, wax the freaking Paris Hilton show movie where it's just like fake <laughs> wax house. The guy who, um, kidnapped or like, yeah, kidnapped that, um, 18, 19 year old girl from Snow College lived in Wayne County. He's from Wayne County. Was he a polygamist? He stole her. And then put her in his basement and shaved her head and raped her. What? When was this? You oh, social media, man. You don't remember Madeline Mad- Allen was her name, and this was in December, last December. So. Oh really? Like Snow College South or Snow College Ephraim? Ephraim. Shit. So he went over like several county lines. That's more. That's more of a felony too. I think. He, I don't know though. He, I mean, fuck that guy. He was f- Wayne County, where the men oh, yeah, are men and the sheep run scared. <laughs> he's scared now. He's in prison and he's he's going to prison and he is not in for a fun time. No. I hope he has a pretty mouth. Honestly. Uh, <laughs> got a pretty mouth. Um. Okay. So, uh, Atomic Holocaust. We were talking about... Uh, Jesus. Sorry about all the tangents. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I think what would happen... The reality of that, the only way that would happen is if something else was happening, like a meteor was coming, or like something like climate change. We're going to talk about climate change next. But like things were happening already, and that was like someone's response. But like I feel like it's inevitable because we all have them and we all hate each other. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I think we have the most. But didn't I say there was, like, eight that are unaccounted for? <laughs> yeah. You did say that. Is that true? Or did you yes. make that up? That's true. 
<laughs> We're doomed. How many of the ten tribes are still lost? Atom. How do you spell atomic? A T O M I C. Atomic bombs are lost. Six nuclear weapons have been oh, lost six. and never recovered. Well, they found two. That's, still a sh- that's that's six too many. That's hilarious. I mean, it's just it's just funny to me at this point because like this is something I've been thinking about since like the my dad was watching documentaries when I was a kid about like I've been like yeah this is gonna happen so I've made my peace with it at this point I just think it's funny because it's like yeah we're fucking we're doomed <laughs> we're Jesus. gonna we're gonna need some sort of intervention some divine like alien god something intervention to save us because <laughs> one of the things on this list is gonna happen <laughs> yeah. Shit, girl. <laughs> Strap in, bitches. <clears throat> um, <laughs> climate change. Climate change. Let's talk about this. I'm so ready. I have things to say. Keep going. Uh, um, like it's already begun. Obviously, we're nailing mm-hmm. it as far as <laughs> killing <laughs> it in the climate change department. Killing it literally. Uh, this one is the lamest because it's so preventable and so slow going. But it's going to ultimately be the thing that gets us, you know? I mean, it just is. Uh, Earth is going to murder us pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Um, There will be survivors, but not, like, a lot. So I guess loneliness is one of the downsides. But I'm also hashtag Team Earth, so. Killing myself for Earth. (laughs) But I also think in this situation, we'll be fine. Unless, like, Yellowstone blows. Or it's totally possible, you know? Yeah. Let's talk about that next. Uh, so climate change. Have you seen pictures of the Great Salt Lake recently? Yeah, we talked about some of one of that, the, like the very recent episode, how it's like sinking or it's it's, it's shrinking. It's evaporating. Yeah. And there's like arsenic going to be in the air and we're all going to be downwinders. Yeah. And like I'm Utah moving. is such a beautiful place and like irreplaceable mountains, I feel like, unless you go to a different country, which I could because I'm Mexican or very big fan of Canada. But, South America um, really is so beautiful, though. Yeah. I just feel, like, sad that this is where my pioneer ancestors fought so hard to murder people for, and then, like, I have to give it up now. Can we, like, have a brief conversation about that real quick, side tangent? Yeah. You, you keep saying this is stolen land, which I agree with, but <clears throat> I think I wasn't brought here. I was born. You're right. So what is i think there needs to be a solution obviously it can't be we can't leave because like where am i going this is where i'm from yeah um there needs to be like reparations obviously i think that's the solution or (coughs) all the natives get like 75 percent off any house they want to live in you know or any plot of land or whatever um but i just i agree there's not a whole lot we can do but there is more that we can do than what we're doing now. I agree. I agree. But just being like, well, we're on stolen land. It means it to me, it feels like I need to find somewhere else to be, <laughs> but I just yeah. don't know where that would be. You know what I mean? Like we are on stolen land, but at this point we're all indigenous to the land. Um, yeah. Because I, you know, I was born here. My mom was born here. My grandparents were born here. Like, so well, I think and, it's just, this is a conversation I want to have because I do believe that we need to fix this problem. Yeah. But I, don't, I feel like we need to be more proactive about it. Yeah. And I hope that we will be. 
Well, I mean, what's your solution? So my question, I'm I'm genuinely wanting to have this conversation. And Stephen Lee actually uh, responded and was like, let's dig into this on my episode. I'd love to talk about it because he cool. talks about it a lot, too. That's right, uh, folks. Stephen Lee is coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready. Um, he, uh, anyway, my genuine question is, is like, I want to make restitution to the people that have been wronged. I'm not saying that I wronged them. I want restitution to be made. How can we move this forward? What am I expected to do? Am I supposed to just listen? Because what sparked this was people saying like, white people are always like putting Black Lives Matter in their bios and then doing shit all about it. So my my question is like, what can I do? Don't you think even putting BLM in your bio is doing something? I mean, it's not a lot. Right, because that's what they wanted, right? They wanted visibility and they wanted allies. And so we're like, we're here. What do we do next? And then they're like, well, you keep putting BLM in your bios like it's doing something. And we're like, well, tell us what to do. Well, like, I personally don't feel like I personally need to do anything because I never stole any land. I do think the U.S. government needs to do something because the u.s government stole all the land here um even if they bought it from like so maybe france needs to give some reparations too as does mexico i guess i don't know but like um or spain but then even Um, mexico is yeah colonized by spain right right so i'm saying like i think but like overall it's the u.s government who set up the reservations did all this did all that did all that so like i pay taxes and yeah. I believe, like, so I think talking about it instead of being, you know, I mean, like, I, cause like, I, I want, I, we need to come to a solution. So I think yeah. instead of, we should take a portion of, uh, we should split up the military budget. They should only get half from here on out. And mm-hmm. then we should get free, you know, education. The, <clears throat> the indigenous people need to get reparations. Like the U.S. government needs to make it right. Not yeah. me. And, I mean, obviously, we the people. So the way this country was set up, it's not like that anymore, is we have a voice <laughs> to talk. I mean, as I'm saying this on a podcast, obviously, I have a voice. This is where my voice comes into play, not my actual vote anymore, unfortunately. Uh, but, like, what – like, well, the government needs to step up. So I'm saying, like, I feel like we are doing things. But I personally – don't I don't really feel like Native Americans expect any of us to feel bad because like we didn't personally take their land or whatever but it's something does need to happen but it's just like I'm an indigenous to this country as well now mm-hmm. so I don't know side tangent over like I liked it we needed to have it because <laughs> I keep yelling about it and I'm like what do I do <laughs> yeah you're keep yeah you because you keep saying that and I agree with you but, like, I want to have – this is why I love this podcast, so we can have conversations about, like, slogans. It's it's not just a slogan in here. It's uh, – here's why. It's the behind the music of the things we say. Yeah. <laughs> Which is called a okay, podcast. Okay, so, overpopulation. Can I tell you one of my favorite songs? Is it called Overpopulation. It's called Zero Population is the answer, my friends. It's on Saturday's Warrior. <laughs> Seriously? That's lyrics? No. 
Yeah, it's a it's in uh Saturday's Warrior both versions. Zero population? Yeah. Uh it's it's the idea that the hippies do you know what Saturday's Warrior is? It's a Mormon movie play and it's this family of seven kids and Jimmy, the oldest brother, who's a twin to somebody who would love to dance, but she's bound to a wheelchair, befriends this this hippie band and they feed him this lie about zero population. And they're like, Jimmy, you have a lot of brothers and sisters. What about your mom? And like, so he's like, anyway, hippies oh are evil. Oh my God, we're the hippies zero Saturday morning. Yes. Yeah. And we're hot too. We're hot too. Because I was looking. I was looking. Um, I honestly don't remember anything about saturday's warrior except for the set and how poorly it was lit like the the lighting of it yeah oh my god so bad who could survive who could survive when none of us will be alive maybe that's what started my uh maybe those hippies were making a lot of sense to me on saturday i'm like this movie fucking sucks but like (laughs) those hippies are making some sense i'm the devil fine come with me my children overpopulation uh we're doing it right i don't know am i doing it right doing it right um honestly we're on our way here i actually think it's uh this will be the most scary uh watching people murder each other over water and shit Mm -hmm. um it's going to be like wild it's gonna be like fucking wild to watch and the wild things we will do how we're gonna become like feral uh because we're like surviving because i don't think people know uh people understand how many places are like a few years away from a water shortage uh los angeles Penguich, Penguich, utah is like two years away from it uh did you see the boulder dam and how low it is yeah it made me sick it made me sick this is happening so like Colorado makes beer, right? And it uses a lot of water to make a lot of beer. Downstream. It's pretty much water, yes. Yeah. Downstream, where all of these dams have saved water for the United States citizens, mm-hmm. there's, there's towns that used to be abundant and beautiful and f- flourishing, and they're desert wastelands with people that are actually dying of dehydration. So... Well, I told you about uh, freaking when I was in Sacramento, I went to the Folsom Reservoir with my buddy Matt and there's no water and it's grown. It's like holes, but like it's grown. There's like trees and shit, trees that are like taller than me. And it's like this used to be like he was showing me pictures when he was a kid and he's in his 40s of like boating there. Oh, my God. It's 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 like creepy. And uh yeah, like there's so and like we need to be putting more of our energy into desalting salt water because we do have a lot. We are seventy percent water, but a lot of it, most of it's undrinkable. I have looked this up so many times, and there's so many reasons why it's like not. And it, it's work. all money. It's money. You're right. You're it's right. All money. And who do we have a lot of? Jeff Bezos. <laughs> well, right, but it's also like. Okay, well, the oil, let's just have the oil pinned on the oil industry who's polluting natural water resources or the beer company who's stealing. <laughs> but honestly, if the world goes to shit having beer, that's what saved people during the plague, the Black Plague, is because it they was, had alcoholic or, water. No, it was because the water is boiled. That's how you make beer. Hmm. Is you boil, like, it's like boiled or something. So, like, they were boiling out the parasites. 
Mm. <laughs> so maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. Um, but Nestle is destroying a lot of natural resources. Uh, or they're, they're buying up all the water. Um, Fuck Nestle. And then, like, making it illegal to for the people to sue them. The tribe's people. <laughs> It's corrupt, corruption, cor- corporation corruption, but um, I thought this was yeah, going to be a way a, more fun episode than it is turning out to be. I think this is a fine episode. I think we all just need to get used to the idea. I just feel not, so sad. Yeah, but like honestly, if we're not going to do anything about it, let's get we're on. Not. A, we're not doing like honestly. When I drive, when I'm driving on the freeway and it says for cleaner air carpool tomorrow, I flip that off every single fucking time I see it. Or try to work remotely. It's like, do you think any of us want to go into the office? Honestly? <laughs> like, do you think the people who are driving into work want to go to that? And do you honestly think it's the car pollution that is making this smog? Like, seriously? Like, corporations have made it so they do brand. This is going to be where I rant. Sorry, this is a ranting episode. I love it. I'm here. <laughs> corporations make it. They came up with the idea to make it so consumers have the responsibility. I didn't fucking spill uh, millions of gallons into the fucking Gulf of Mexico BP. I don't need to. I don't need you to ask me what I'm doing mm-hmm. to be more responsible. Okay. So like individual uh, <laughs> responsibility needs to stop being a thing, and we all need to come to grips with the term, like with the the, the, the fucking. I did that corporations are bleeding this earth dry and we're going to be fighting for water. This is why I went back to like like a decade globalization. I, I think that if any of these situations happened, it would globalization would suffer and it would be a good thing because like, it's not good for us to make cheap clothes for cheap somewhere in one place and then ship them it's like fast fashion and then dump them in the middle of Chile. Like that's not cool. Like we need to be sustainable and resourceful and not have the money drive it. Right. And it's like the past, it was the boomers. Sorry, boomers. We're going to blame me for everything. They made it. So it's like, sell, 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 like Mm -hmm. capitalism, sell, sell, sell. You got to beat last year's numbers, which is Mm -hmm. actually psychotic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But it's like, the fact of the matter is the the planet is one ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So like if shit's going to hell in China, it's going to hell here because we're all one. We're all one thing. This is an island in the middle of a vast universe. Like we got to take care of ourselves. We got to take care of each other too. Like it's everybody's problem. Yeah. And like uh, India running out of water is everybody's problem. Like, okay. Maybe it would be a good thing if one whole entire country just died from starvation, I guess. But how fucking psychotic is that? That's not good. <laughs> but what also, does it say I... about the emotional state of everybody else who just sits by and lets that happen? Well, I mean, but it also uh, capitalism and religion are to blame here because people that those two things, those two practices push breeding. They're like, have more kids have more kids we need consumers for our religion and for our products yeah we need workers to make our shit so that we can have money yeah so i mean i don't know i think something drastic is gonna have to happen um 
and I've totally again. You're saying this is like a bad episode. None of this. Is, I think this is just me no. Like talking I'm to saying it. this is a very good episode, but I am so. It's bummed. like a sad. It's a bummed, <laughs> bummed out episode. I used to be like that back in the day, and I would like read National Geographic. Like I devour National Geographic. Coach Morrison had him stacked in the back of his classroom. I remember. <laughs> I would just sit back there and just read them cover to cover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I mean, I feel like his class was more like a free for all, right? He was so cool. He was a Spanish yeah. teacher, right? No, that's... No, we go through this every time. That was his best friend. Oh, Peterson. Fuck. Peterson, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> um, I forget who you are. So, like, I mean, something's bound to happen. It's just, like, on the long enough timeline, your uh, survival rate... Everybody's survival rate goes to zero. To quote Chuck Palahniuk. Uh, <laughs> it's just gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Or we're gonna have some sort of fucking badass divine inter- intervention where we become intergalactic which will be fucking cool too like no matter what something has to happen whether it's we wisen up (laughs) but like even when you even when you recycle you think you're doing something correct but you're not like if there's anything tainted about the recycling it all goes to the garbage i know and i i have so much faith in it and i try so hard to like keep things in there and once a day i'm like it doesn't fucking matter but you understand but but i'm trying it anyway (laughs) You understand that this is uh, individual. That's it's putting the it's putting the responsibility on the individual, not the corporations that don't use glass, that don't use renewable resources, that <clears throat> you know bottled water. Why does that exist? Why don't we in- instead invest in our infrastructure and not have lead in our pipes and have drinkable water? You know, why don't we put more regulations on corporations that make our water undrinkable? Yeah. Like, these are the questions because <laughs> corporate greed is literally killing the only thing we can live on. Not to be a fucking hippie, man. I guess I am one. I'm the hippie. I, I'd rather Saturday's be a hippie. Yep. Who could be strong? Who could be strong when everyone is gone? I just think it's like foolish to put all your eggs into the afterlife basket when we truly have a beautiful utopia here. If we just learned how to do it. What kind of God would reward you for fucking up his planet that he created for you? Like. Right. And this is a question where I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know how politicians survive every day because they literally are selling out the planet to make a couple million, like some millions of dollars, dollars. Money's not going to matter like at all when the shit starts going down. It's not going to (laughs) matter. None of it's going to matter. And this vast country we love here so much is going to be filled with people trying to survive. And we don't have water here. Nope. I'm sorry for the downer episode, everybody. (laughs) But we we seriously, we got to change our ways. We just have to. We have to do it. We like, that's the solution here because climate change is literally climate change and overpopulation are the two most controllable things on the planet. We just have to, as a population, make that choice and hold corporations responsible (laughs) yeah you're right i read something that said uh a meme today that said minimum wage should be 30 dollars an hour and every (laughs) once a year all the ceos should have to go into a thunderdome (laughs) (laughs) 
like I feel like shit's gonna get barbaric one way or another, dude. And I'm like pretty. I'm glad that we all kind of have a sense of humor about it. But like, wouldn't it be funny if we were all like, all the workers were just like, nope, you're all psychos. None of you could make money. Like, we're all gonna put you in cages. We're gonna make you do Thunderdome. We're all gonna get well. Then it'll barbaric. turn into a sport where like the CEOs that treat their employees right will have like people cheering for them and like sponsoring them and sending them gifts like in Hunger Games. Jesus. Whoa, that sounds like such a good idea. I know. Like Whoa, if you don't you if you don't fucking treat your employees right, you don't deserve to live the Thunderdome. Dome. Right, and if you're not smart enough to like run a business where you can treat your employees right. Thunderdome, you're a, bitch. You're a fucking prophet. Because you know what you did at the beginning of this? What? You said, we're going to do this topic. A lot of imaginary <laughs> movies will be made. And we just <laughs> did. We ripped off like seven movies in the process. That's, but we made one movie. <laughs> that's how movie making is made, bro. It's a bunch of ripoffs. In like one sentence, we ripped off Mad Max and the Hunger Games. <laughs> if we could bring Tina Turner back, she could be a commentator. Listen, I think it'd be a good idea. I I vote we hire a drag Tina Turner impersonator. What if they're all? What if we have a panel of five? They're all Tina Turner. One of them's actual Tina Turner. The rest are drag impersonators. Down. We just remade RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race. <laughs> Did I send you that fucking thing that Megan sent me? Megan, nice too. <laughs> the. Fu- interpretive dance that's it starts out as self-care and ends with her fucking throwing a bath a fucking toaster in the bathtub i was like i was like she sent it to me and i'm like there's no way in hell this isn't ending in suicide just because that's my brand and she knows it mm-hmm. and she's down to joke with me about the suicidal shit um but like at first it was really hard for me to watch and then by the end of it i was like everything about this was so worth it and amazing <laughs> And I like how the other guy was like, I didn't get her at first, but now I get her. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's so true. Oh, man. Um, So what's next on this wonderful journey? Alien invasion. Oh, good. This is going to take a turn for the better. (laughs) Because escapism is our deal, right? We see a problem, we're like, no, let's just not deal with that. Let's escape. <laughs> let's run to the hills. <laughs> um, run for our lives. Uh, here's why I think the alien invasion is only a pro. Okay? You ready? Yeah. Because yeah, of all the things I just said. I agree. Where we're all just like, <laughs> we're going to implode no matter what like all they have to do is hang back for like 20 years and let us just like die off unless they want to help us so there's like like if they came if they were smart enough to get here they're smart enough to go down and do like an analysis of like what we got going on here and how we're like at a pivotal moment so mm-hmm. the only way that we would have an alien invasion because i really don't is feel if like we earned it is if they were like you're advanced enough that we want to save your species Mm-hmm. We want to intervene so you don't die. Mm-hmm. I was talking to one of my, like, don't know you in real life, but Instagram friends. And he was saying, <laughs> uh, he was saying that uh, there's still, like, Stephen Hawking predicted that there's still quite a high possibility that we'll have alien interaction before the extinction of our race. 
<laughs> that'll be what saves our race. So I think, you know, it would be fun. It'd be fun to have like a little alien invasion. Um, I don't think there's a really real good reason to enslave us because humans are like not very sturdy. Mm-hmm. We, we break apart really easy and we're pussies, you know? So I don't know. <laughs> what do you think about alien invasion? I think it would be really cool because I don't think, yeah, if it happened, it would mean that they want to help because otherwise we would just all die off first and then they'd come. So I think it'd be cool. I will say that one of the scariest movies I ever saw in theater was War of the Worlds. Oh, wasn't that like a Tom Cruise movie? (sighs) Yeah. weird (laughs) why do we have themes like andrew garfield we don't have a reason because i met him that one time and told him about the podcast adhd man (laughs) who would have thought the turn that this podcast would take but that i was obsessed with tom cruise never would have saw that that guy he's leaving scientology okay We, we have to keep talking about him Oh my god. We need him to come on and talk about, you know, his exodus and uh, what it's like to make movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, scariest movie I ever saw for two reasons. A, the whole thing is just scary. And B, I was eating milk duds with braces and my orthodontist was sitting behind me. <laughs> Not Dr. Barnett, or yes? It was, it was Barnett. <laughs> Do you think he was looking at you? No. I mean, now, no. But back then, before I was, like, on Xanax, <laughs> my anxiety was completely out of control. I was like, he could hear my bracket breaking. <laughs> it was like, he can read milk duds on my package. <laughs> and, like, I was... This happened like mid month in between, like, like in the halfway in between visits, <laughs> and I was stressed about it until I saw him. Because you I was know like, that milk duds is the loudest snack because they're stuck to the sides. So you have to like whack it, like. Well, like, yeah, and I had one of my brackets would just slide off, and I was fine with it because one of my tooth teeth didn't have a. Uh, what's the thing? Like you know, like the thing that like the brace hooks into braces to hook into. So, like, when I eat honeycombs, which I wasn't supposed to eat, it would, the wire would pop out. So, I was happy oh, to have yeah. that bracket just slide out so I could fix it. Uh-huh. So, the bracket was definitely sliding on and off when I was eating that milk done. <laughs> you just have, like, scars in your mouth from this wire stab, stab, stab. No, seriously, I do. I'm touching it right now. Um, no, don't you like how, like, every episode I'm like, yeah, so I tore my cast off and then I jimmy rigged it. And uh, I liked it. My bracket yeah, wasn't glued all in. the country people, I could have this. You are so country. I'm so country. <laughs> I, like, I straight up was, at first, I was like, because when my braces broke at first, I was stressed. I'm like, it's going to cost so much money and da 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 And I was, had the anxiety issue, you know? And, uh... <laughs> 
I was eating honeycombs and I was going through like a honeycombs phase. Okay. And oh, we uh, still are. <laughs> I do like me a honeycomb from time to time. It's so good. I'm more into like the adult cereals now, like the sweet. I mean, like I, it has like Fuck. a little bit of sweetness to it and I, I like it sometimes, but tell me your favorite cereal because I have one. I have like a uh, top three. Cheerios, corn checks, and um, ooh, cocoa pebbles. Okay, I'm minus honey bunches of oats. Uh huh. Crispix and special case strawberries. Crispix are fucking good, dude. They're so fucking good. <laughs> and like, and I my bu- grandpa was raving about them way back in the '80s, and I was like, I don't get it. And now I'm like, I'm converted. <laughs> I'm converted yeah no there's a lot of good cereal out there like uh reese's puffs are really good too um crispits did you just say that were we just talking about that <laughs> yeah crispix like 10 seconds ago i thought that's what you said but my mind went somewhere else and i was like i'm pretty sure that's what she's talking about but i don't remember so i'm just gonna go there because <laughs> they must be mentioned um special k i used to like but i don't like it anymore i used to like rice checks too but i don't like those anymore rice cereal went somewhere for me that i don't like i don't know yeah what it's all Maybe about I the corn cereal yeah yeah so like rice and corn together so good but rice by itself can't do it can't do it can't do it Cold cereal, why is it just like the best? And toast? Okay, but Rice Krispies, Rice Krispie Treats, my jam. Yeah, but if you do that, but with Fruity Pebbles. I know, man. I love both the white and the POC version of this treat. I love it. (laughs) Throw a little lemon oil in it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or lemon lemon zest. Lemon zest. It brings out the Fruity Pebble flavor so crazily. It's like, I highly recommend Okay, with frosted flakes, so good. Eh. You know what are good? Uh, scotcheroos. It's fucking scotcheroos, man. Like, I will eat a whole pan of those, have diarrhea for two days, and not care. Don't fucking care. I had <laughs> a like, great time. Be like, it was worth it. I can't sit down, but it was worth it. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Alien takeover? <laughs> Alien takeover. Um, so what, I hope the what, aliens like our podcast because they're using it for research. I really hope that that's what brings them here. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like, okay, could you imagine if that happened? <laughs> Listen like, how famous we would be. <laughs> yeah, but like they're like, yo, uh, we just happened upon your podcast and it made us interested in the human species. <laughs> you want to show us around? <laughs> They, they pop down on Titan Tower Studios and is like, this is the place. <laughs> and then, like, and then like obviously they're aliens. Everyone knows about their invasion, but they're, like, chilling with you. Could you imagine <laughs> being or like Like, you're like, uh. <laughs> First of all, I will be smoking weed this whole time. <laughs> and they're like, have this intergalactic shit. It's the best. Yeah, but, like, how quickly do you get shot? This is a real question. In this America. Um, if the aliens can come to here, they can afford to protect you. They can, if they figured out how to get here, they figured out force fields, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so don't fuck with me, Bob. <laughs> Half this broadcast episode is just me fucking wheezing at you. <laughs> like an hour and a half but it's mostly unusable 
No, we're definitely going to put like a probably be stoned for this episode. <laughs> so you could also like laugh along with us, but also get your head right about what needs to be done with capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> we're changing this episode title to Get High With Us. <laughs> no, I want it to be called Apocalypse Now. Okay. Okay, I'll make a note of that. Apocalypse Now, colon, stoner edition. <laughs> we need a um, trigger warning, but make it like 420. <laughs> uh, what's the opposite of a trigger warning? Like a suggestion? Goes, a, goes, best, <clears throat> goes best with sativa. Pa- pairs well with... <laughs> a robust red or a sativa. <laughs> Apocalypse Now title. Goes goes well with self-awareness. Goes well with hopes for a better tomorrow. Goes well with the D.A.R.E. program. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Golden O'Bray, you're the best, bro. We were freeing the mahi-mahi. Free (laughs) mahi-mahi. Biodome, no. (laughs) <laughs> have you seen that movie <laughs> they're going to okay it's like first of all it's Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin so it's just stupid but like <laughs> they're dating these like environmentalist chicks and they want to go to this Earth Day celebration so Polly Shore hits Stephen Baldwin in the head with like an encyclopedia and they say for Earth Day they were freeing the mahi ma- stuff mahi mahi they have above their couch <laughs> But then they see, like, the emblem of the encyclopedia on his forehead. And she's like, who says that? Freeing the mahi-mahi? <laughs> like, it's just... I can't believe I've explained the whole premise of bio- Biodome. I'm sorry. I apologize, everyone. Again, hope you're stoned. <laughs> I blame Kyle Grimley for that movie being in my life. Thanks, Kyle. I know you're listening. Uh, Ryan Corbett says we need to interview him. I don't know if I said that on one of the episodes, but Kyle Grimley, we're coming for you. So here's the next one. You ready? I I hope so. I hope y'all are ready. Uh, the second coming of Christ. Oh, yeah. This is different than the rapture, correct? Yes. Like it's different ideas, but in the I same th- book, that's yeah. all true. That's all true, right? Yeah. So how does that work? Well, Mormons do not believe in the rapture. And since we have the one true gospel restored upon the earth, I would assume that the second coming of Christ is the ushering in of the new millennium. And no rapture happens. Oh, wait. What the fuck am I saying? So Jesus Christ comes, and then he takes with him the righteous, and then he burns the wicked. Oh, so he is the rapture. He's the main gig of the rapture. Except for in the other, because like in the other version of the rapture, we don't get burned. Satan just comes up and chills, right? I think that's the version that we wrote. Oh. But in the leftovers version of the rapture, everybody is just left like Thanos snapped, you know, for all of you. No, I Marvel don't know. Cinema. Yeah. Not me either. But like everybody disappears at the like in an instant. And then what's left is the hell of missing your loved ones or like yeah i know that i find josh brolin very attractive 
Obviously, he's the hottest in Goonies. <coughs> Hold on, Josh Brolin. He's Thanos. But he was uh he was in Dune. What oh, else is he super hot in? Ooh, he's super see. hot in No Country for Old Men. Yeah, I personally like him with a giant jawline. I don't like him. Well, also, I'm having a hard time being straight at the moment, so. <laughs> I feel like uh, he looks like the dude who plays Hellboy when he's Thanos. Oh, okay. Which I yeah, mean, I agree. Agree. I think he's hotter as Josh Brolin. So that's you know who just... he looks like? Randy Travis. Randy <sighs> Travis. Uh, is that dude still alive? He is, but he suffered a stroke. What's his hit? I'm gonna love you forever, forever and ever. Forever <laughs> and ever. Amen. That's right. I do know a little Randy Travis. I mean, I, I can see his face clearly, but like my brain's just not, you know, popping. The dangers of drugs, the perils of marijuana. <laughs> And this also, podcast. this whole yeah, this whole podcast, <laughs> this whole episode, these are the perils of marijuana. <laughs> We're renaming it to the perils of marijuana. The perils. Of <clears throat> okay, so the second coming. I think it would be funny if Jesus came, hung out. So again, yeah. rewriting, rewriting the second coming. Yeah. And just like judged everyone really hard that was like a pretend <laughs> Christian. Yes. Publicly on TV, like the O.J. Simpson court case. Yeah, like, don't you think it'd be funny if he was just like. He's like, Joel Olstein, seriously, bitch. And he's like, come on, poor people. Let's go hang out. No, Joel. No. You Not go you. to your room. You're... He's like, you go to your huge mansion. No one come. No one go, no one go with him. This is like a big brother episode. And you think episode. about it. <laughs> this is a what? It's like a big brother episode. <laughs> Nobody go with him. I don't know. And uh, you, go, you go sit in your mansion alone and know that jesus christ himself finds you disappointing and then you know i'm in favor of this but i don't think joel would care he'd be like i don't care i'm gonna go masturbate on my millions on on in a real sense i would be fucking okay if jesus christ was real and came oh yeah no i think it'd be fun i'd be like (laughs) i I would have even if even if i get punished for some reason i'd be like that's you should have been better about your gospel preaching because it was well, fucking ridiculous. You've sifting through all this bullshit. I don't think if Jesus is real and he comes back, he's not like going to be a dick. No, he's going to be cool. You're right. So like he's going to be hanging out. He's going to be right. turning. He's going to be turning our water into weed. So in a way, I do worship Jesus. I worship heart. the I worship the idea and the teachings of Jesus for sure. <clears throat> because it's his teachings are like be kind to each other, help people out if you can, like. You know? Yeah, but what's unique about Jesus is that's not a unique message. Like, that's a worldwide message. It's just don't be a dick. But somehow we ruined it. Yep. Capitalism. Nailed it. Um, The next one. The sun explodes. In favor. <laughs> In favor. It would take eight minutes for us to know. In yeah, we favor. Wouldn't, we wouldn't know right away. And if it exploded, then the half of the earth facing it would burn. And that would cause the uh, temperature of the earth, the, the other side, that is, by the way, no longer turning because it mm-hmm. has something to orbit around. Uh, mm-hmm. 
it, the temperature on the other side raises 15% or something like that. And, yeah. Um, so there's like no survivors, right? No. So, we are cooking. We are baking alive in our sleep. Right. But yep. if someone, if, some, if we somehow survive, if there's somehow survivors... What ends up happening is a so we're not rotating. So you're on you're obviously surviving on the cold side, the quote unquote mm-hmm. cold side, the side that didn't get burned up. Um, and the Earth is just floating aimlessly. So if you survive all of that, and then eventually the temperature is going to drop to like unlivable, obviously. <laughs> and so if you live through all of that. Uh, somehow your species, our species lives through all that. The earth might eventually uh, wander into orbit in another, another star's uh, orbit. And maybe that sun, that star will have sustain, sustain, it will be close enough and have sustainable heat to keep earth blossoming again. <laughs> but the chances of that are small. We blossom earth. <clears throat> what if, the other planets in this solar system were that planet. Were what planet? Like if okay, so like oh, like also, they wandered into our solar system. Yeah, yeah. Like Mars, like I Mars or something. Yeah, that's a, that's an idea. I mean, who knows? Yeah, possibly. So my question <clears throat> is, <clears throat> if the sun explodes, doesn't the explosion push us or propel us away from it? Um. I, I think where I read it, it said it we wouldn't be pushed. Like, I think it might destroy, like, the closer planets. Like, w- at least one of the closer planets. Mercury, right? <laughs> um, Mercury but what if be- it propels Mercury into us? No, it would just destroy it. Um, but, like, it, we were far enough away that it wouldn't. Because space doesn't have, like, that shit. You know what I mean? But it t- travels like light waves travel and sound waves travel at about the same rate. So yeah, but you're saying that it wouldn't explode because I heard that the sun is so fucking loud. Uh Uh-huh. No, I, I read that we would, I read, I don't know if it's true or not. Are you there? Um, I read somewhere that like, I, I read that it would, the only thing that would, it would just burn us it wouldn't that's the only thing it would end like then raise the temperature that's all that would affect us but Mm. we would immediately like we would stop spinning and we would stop being in orbit because we're far enough away that that's that's the biggest effect it would do would it burn us like a fire would it start us on fire or would it just char us immediately it would not have any smoke build up or anything for the other side of the world i think it would char and then i mean does but how could it not? Because we're we sh- we're in an atmosphere, right? We're an ecosystem. So right. I mean, obviously, right. like half of the planet, it unless it like carterizes the Earth or whatever. Yeah. What does what happens to the eco or the atmosphere? Does it get blown away too? I don't know. I didn't say. But I mean, like, eventually the planet's gonna freeze, and there's like layers and layers of like vegetation from millions of years ago, right? So there will yes. probably be some of that left over. So. If it does, Earth eventually does go into another solar system, and then the temperature, like the temperature shits right, the planet would unthaw and start to regrow because what's more fertile than, you know, charred Earth? Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> hypothetically, so did the hypothetically, dinosaurs 
I don't know, hypothetically, dinosaurs could come back, Unthon come back, d- humans could. I mean, I guess dinosaurs can't because they're all like tar and shit, right? It probably starts from the beginning, from scratch, and just like things form again. What if dinosaurs were living on this planet and then its sun exploded and it propelled us millions of years into this sun and then we started growing again i don't know well i mean i think that's possible for other things on the dinosaurs there's proof that it was a meteor you're right um it got we got hit by a meteor but um i think i don't know like i think that's totally possible and i think the mars thing is possible too like maybe the solar system's too harsh for it for the habit like inhabitants of mars to survive or maybe they all froze and blew off or whatever. But, like, if a human being... Because, like, right now, um, with everything unthawing in, like, the North and South Pole, germs from, like, the pre- prehistoric ages are becoming becoming alive again. Oh, there's your, there's your virus source. Right. It's so, all of it. It's all of it's going to happen. Yeah. So, like, but I'm saying, like, if a human just froze because of the temperature drop or whatever... Mm-hmm. Um, technically a human could unthaw right because <laughs> it's technically an organism like we're all organisms right so like everything that froze could unthaw in this new solar system and technically human life could continue like all the living species that survived or froze could technically become alive again and form a new like planet ecosystem i don't think that like our cells can live without damage for oxygen that long yeah, but who knows what the I conditions? Think, I think we what, would... who knows what the conditions of the new the new uh, solar system and the atmosphere and whatever. And maybe that's why Pangea was one thing. Maybe that's what happened. But you know, like you said before, like all the everything got blown to one side, and then eventually spread out again. <coughs> you know, who knows? what I'm saying is. We could unthaw some people from severe freezing conditions and see what happens, but no, I'm saying I don't I'm think, thinking I don't think we have that the when they unthaw that they, they when they unthaw then they decay and then the bacteria that still lived in us do survive and then we just become more organisms. Yeah, but I'm saying this from like okay, this is a dreamer standpoint. We don't know okay. what science is like in other places. <laughs> like we oh, know I what society we know. No, I'm serious. We know what the you science know- of Earth is. I don't know what the laws of science are on other planets. Who knows if it's the same as us? And who knows if something about the solar system, the sun, the moons that we attract cause something on this planet that make it so human tissue can heal when it's unthaws. You know, who knows? Anything's possible. Like, that's why the universe and space and stuff is not scary it's fucking cool because literally anything is possible sure you are not going to survive it but you're not going to survive it anyways so (laughs) like don't be afraid of this shit we should try to survive as long as possible i.e kill the corporations but (laughs) like life uh finds a way you're right you're right you're right you know what i'm gonna miss when i wake up on another solar system what the moon. What if we wake up and we have, you know, like, okay, yeah, we're going to miss Diana. <laughs> but, like, what if we have another moon and, or a couple moons, you know? What if... You know what I think will survive the ice age and everything? All of that scenario is my my seasonal depression. And I'll just fucking <laughs> <myself>. <laughs> Just 
You're like, it's not the same moon. I don't want it. You know what will survive? My fucking depression. <laughs> I love it. You're funny. You're a comical genius, dude. Um, and I'm not even being facetious when I say that. You say some wild shit. Um, it's a sativa. <laughs> See? I'm Those... lawless. This brain goes anywhere. <laughs> Become ungovernable. <laughs> Okay, I have one more. Are you ready? <laughs> Rise of the Machines. Da, 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 oh, da. Uh, yes. Have you seen I this forget? boy? Uh, I think, like with most of these, I just hope I'm one of the first to go. You know? Hmm. Or if, by some wild miracle, I'm one of the few survivors, I hope I can shower regularly. Yes. Uh, I don't think I would ever be mean to a machine though so i'm probably not high on the list of like first to go oh my like, god this... <laughs> thinking siri is top of my priorities all the time like the second the machines go murderous c-3po is murdering han and han will have deserved it i believe he treats c-3po like a piece of shit he treats and... everyone like a piece of shit <laughs> I like. why think... is everybody in love with han solo he's, he's a literal beautiful. asshole I like to think that Kylo was doing a little C-3PO justice, you know, in addition to the daddy issues when he killed Han. Spoiler alert. Kylo Ren. Oh, what a beautiful, ugly man. Can I ask a question? Do we have to do spoiler alerts since we anymore since we went through a pandemic? Like, every movie pre-pandemic should have been watched. You should have now, watched right? it. Like, if, you, if, if you it was important it, to you. goddamn fault, yes. right? Right? Can we agree on that? If it was that? important to you, you would have already watched it or read it by now. Yeah, like, worldwide. Yeah. Mr. War- Mr. Worldwide. This is a universal announcement. Aliens, if you're listening, this <laughs> is the new rule. Yeah, aliens get caught up on our shit. I know you're <laughs> listening. I know you were listening. Tom Cruise is listening. <laughs> Part of me feels Warren Jeffs is listening. <laughs> oh, my God. How you like, doing, bro? And I was listening. You're a really terrible person. To these sinners. You and your celestial sessions going to fuck right off. Do not be a fan of this. I do not want your listenership. Um, I don't want it either, but I think it would also be like fucking hilarious if he was if he was like an avid listener. <laughs> he writes home about it. I don't know if it was this episode or the last one where I was like, I would rather be a 14 year old sacrifice than a 14 year old child bride. <laughs> Amen. I would too. And you so know, like what? they would, would dress me up and feed me good too, right before, and then I would just be dead. Yeah, I was always hoping for that uh, sacrifice, you know, being a sacrificial killing uh, to escape my mother's house. We, I was thinking of this today when I was loading my dishwasher about how we would be like, "Let freedom ring, let, let the, the white dove sing." sing. <laughs> like, our parents just suddenly gone we'd be like fuck yes thanks i mean like walking day. home walking home to a a house fire where both your parents died in it is like Live freedom, <laughs> literally my mom nearly overdosed at my house on the fourth of july weekend uh-huh. when i it i'm not kidding this scenario happened and i ignored her and i was like if she dies happy independence day and if walked away <laughs> it's independence day <laughs> oh i finally get it it's a double entendre because it's her independence day as well yep it's like it's like the speech on independence day 
Yep. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Oh, fuck. Sorry, bro. Miss you. Come back sometime. I don't know if I miss him. Oh, wait, is he dead? He died, yeah. It's not Bill Paxton. It's uh but that's not that's not the guy who plays the president in Independence Day. He uh, Billy Bob Thornton's? No, Billy Bob Thornton does not are you shitting me? No. <laughs> Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Bill that's Pullman, the, he's that's still the alive. dad on Flyaway Home. Yeah. What the fuck's Flyaway Home? That Canadian Goose movie? Canadian Goose, yeah, he's still alive, but Bill Paxton is dead. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Game over, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah no i don't i think that uh do you think how how pos- plausible do you think rise of the machines is well i've watched a lot of movies on this yeah i've seen all the terminators uh uh have you watched ex machina oh fuck i would fuck everyone in that movie yeah you would because you're bi bitch <laughs> No, because I recognize beauty, but really, who I'm really thinking about is Oscar Isaac. He's so fucking. I recognize hot. beauty is the thing like seven things before people come out of the closet. Like you are nearing the finish line. I'm not. I'm an artist. <laughs> I believe you. I'm not gonna force my sexuality on you. <laughs> um, I, so I honestly Ex-Machina. like. Is, I've searched my soul time and time again. I do not feel any lesbianism in me. That's why I'm saying it would be the biggest shock of my life if suddenly I was gay. Okay. That's all I'm saying. It's just one of my weird anxiety things. It's like me, my milk duds with Dr. Barnett sit behind me. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. No one's paying attention. It has you have nothing. Like, you have like an obsession, like as part of your OCD is it's like, my, what if I'm OCD gay? Thing. But what if I'm gay? But what if I'm gay? Because I don't know if you noticed, but since like my Paxil's really been kicking in and I've only been having like physical orgasms and not sensational <laughs> orgasms. I've been like, no, I'm not gay. But like before that, I was like, I don't know, maybe I am. I don't know, and I'm just like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm so glad that medication is working for us. The meds are working. Uh, uh, eventually, I'm gonna want to have to want to have orgasms again, though, and I'm gonna be like, well, this is my last day on Paxil. <laughs> anyway, I have stopped taking my Wellbutrin because I would like to be intimate again. Thanks, Wellbutrin. You're a real, real winner. Um, Ex Machina, Bicentennial Man was really cool. iRobot. iRobot was way cool and way scary. Terminator 2, specifically. Yeah. Terminator yeah. 2. Ourselves. Um, uh, what about, oh, fuck. Blade Runner. Yeah, I've seen the new one, but not the old one, surprisingly, because I love Harrison Ford. The old one was really good. The new one, I loved. I Ryan loved. Ryan Gosling, man. Oh my god, I loved that. And twist also, at what's the her end. what's her what's her beautiful face is in that? She's the uh, AI thing. She's an ex Machina too, because the same guy. That's the same director. Yes. Blame Alien has her. Alien has the, uh, the the robot who betrays Sigourney Weaver. Ana de Armas, and she's a Cuban Spanish actress, and she's in like all of my favorite shit. And she's married to Michael Fassbender, who is my also fantasy. Like they're my dream couple, right there. I'm like, uh huh. Yeah, she's in Knives Out. She's married to she's married to Michael Fassbender, correct? Yes, War Dogs. Yeah. Spouse Mo- Mark Clotlet. <laughs> who the Sorry. fuck is he married I... to then? Someone who's also hot. Some other chick who's hot. And I'm like, Mazel, you have my you have my blessing, even though I'm obsessed with him where I was for a really long time. And now I just want uh, him to be happy. Just so you know, Ana de Armas 
um, was on the Night Clerk movie, which is my sister's movie, Chrissy Schimmick. Uh-huh. Fucking cool. And she, um, the movie pre- premiered on Netflix and uh-huh. was in the top seven. So it is very good. Night Clerk. Alicia, anyway. Alicia Vikander. She's in, uh, she's in Ex Machina. So I was actually wrong. So yeah, You're wrong. Too, yeah, yeah. So she is an ex machina, and it's the, they're not the same person. Who's uh yeah Blade Runner, Michael Fassbender. But yeah, she's married You're to right. Michael Fassbender, and I say Mazel to that relationship because they're beautiful. They're both beautiful individuals. Because I'm an artist, Kendra. <laughs> You're not buying. <laughs> Paxil said so. The Paxil. I'm Has asexual. Spoken. That's that's where I identify on the spectrum. Yeah, and you're here. That's fine. With a sprinkling of salts and heterosexuality. So, what <clears throat> do you think about uploading your consciousness into a robot? Uh, I don't. I just. I don't know why. What's the point? You don't want to. I don't want to live in inorganic life either. I, I like life where you die. <laughs> I have just been chasing death my whole life so why would i want to be like yeah let's continue like people who are obsessed with like mortality like they want to be immortal i'm like you're get over your goddamn self Mm -hmm. like seriously like i just feel like how wretched it must be to be that unfulfilled yeah (laughs) is that what is that what being suicidal is is just being overly fulfilled you're just like i'm done with this i've seen enough a great life (laughs) 10 minutes now um question did you ever watch in time with justin timberlake and amanda seafried no what happens is is babies i know, are I know born. what the basis is i know what the basis of they have they know they have like a countdown on their when they're gonna die yeah babies are born with 25 years on their arm and at 25 years old they stay 25 years old but they have 25 years to spend and they earn by working and they spend, but then some people haven't inherited millions of years uh-huh. and then you just That's die. Like the new wealth. That's the time. new wealth. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a very cool way to like, kind of tie this in like living forever or like the unconsciousness. You just like stay alive. And then what's the point to living if you're just alive? Well, no, that is a question. Like uh, there's a quote talking about how death is the great motivator. Hmm. because if you know you have a finite amount of time or like uh, you know like you you're not you're not gonna be around forever so like you got you gotta like move you know yeah so like if you <laughs> i think like what we do in the shadows does a good job of this where they're just like we just lost track the last 300 or so years like they just <laughs> Like, if I had eternity, first of all, I would go fucking crazy. Yes. Maybe I wouldn't, because nothing would matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I was immortal, I'd be like, well, whatever. Um, especially if I could have mind control device p- powers like vampires. I'd be I'd be, I'd be, be sh- shitting in high con. I'll tell you that much. So, Nicolas Cage, if you hear this, because I know you're listening, because uh, you have vampire ears, you can hear everything. Come ch- come change me into a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> You could die by the sun, though, so you probably would eventually give up. Like, what we I, do in the shadows, that guy just, poof, disappears. I do think about that all the time, because I'm like, what if I was still suicidal as a vampire? 
Because <laughs> Brad Pitt is in a lot of interview with a vampire. He's yes. suicidal. Yes, which is the funniest element of it. He's just like, fuck this existence. Um, not to bring up another Tom Cruise movie. Not to bring up my sister again, but she has also worked with Nicolas Cage on a film, and he is probably not a vampire because of the sunlight that she's exposed into. So. Yeah, but like, who knows? Who knows what the real vampire roles are? Maybe they just tell you that as a facade. Maybe it's fake news. You know? This is still conspiracy theories, or we're at <laughs> Apocalypse Now. <laughs> I feel like no episode is complete without me diving into a little bit of a conspiracy theories. Like, <laughs> I tried to figure out what conspiracy theories I was into, and I couldn't even list them because I don't even really know what I'm into. I just know that I can go there about pretty much anything. We are very entertained by all of it. <laughs> I'm like, wait, man, but what about this? Do you have any uh, apocalyptic scenarios? I discuss them all with you. I think the only really like scary situation in all of these would be how the survivors, because obviously there would be good and bad. There would be a lawlessness to it. Yeah. Um, That's what um, Walking Dead kind of is, is like how society functions after all of these things. Like at first you're just surviving and you're like have this adrenaline, but eventually mm -hmm. you meet up with different people and you have to work out how your place governs and your morals and all of these different things and like there well, are bad guys that's, and there are good guys in every zombie movie there's the like group of so like in 28 days later there's like a group of soldiers who are rapists hmm. because they're like feel like they need to repopulate and they're also just freaking losing their shit there's always like the good and the bad like, that's like more of the danger than the zombies like that's an added element is you have to like fill out the survivors but, like, that's what the stand's about, too, is, like, there's this virus, and then the good all congregate one place, and the bad all congregate in where else? Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. Where the guy that mm -hmm. looks like the crowhead version of my dad <laughs> is in charge of the devil. <laughs> I love that movie, that miniseries. I don't, I didn't watch it. It's from the 90s. It's on YouTube. I don't know what else to say to you, like. Either oh, watch it or don't. If you have eight I hours one day. Listen, I just need the spoiler alerts. <laughs> um, It's like 90s miniseries. I think it was like on USA or something. So it has that cheese element to it. But like yeah. I watch it. I watch it at least once a year. I've talked about this before. It's okay. a, it's a, it's like a family tradition and um, flag. Who's the devil? <laughs> he looks like my dad from the nineties, like from the, from like 1975 to like 1993. Um, <laughs> he's got a mullet um, and he's wearing like all, all denim. Mm -hmm. He's wearing a Canadian tuxedo. And I feel like that was my dad in boots. That's what my dad wore. <laughs> And they have, like, very similar faces, even though, like, I think Flag's hot, so that's daddy issues, but, um. <laughs> God. <laughs> I think, I the, found... yeah, the, the scariest part of all these scenarios is just the humans involved, you know? We are the problem. We are, not, we could be the solution. We won't be. How about the bees? The bees are suffering. The bees are making a comeback, though. People, you think so? Well, and I think that's actually kind of why I'm having this podcast, because it's like, I want to talk about this shit, this episode. 
is because like people have got real worked up about the bees and more people are like let's save the bees like morgan freeman bought like 300 acres and it's all bees that's amazing like people people are caring about certain things because people are talking about it so talk about the things you're passionate about and hopefully the planet that you live on is one of them what about the theory that uh or like science science possibility scientific possibility that the san andreas fault could like drop people like what if like the shorelines are decaying and they just like drop people like atlantis (laughs) that's the uh storyline to escape from la um (laughs) la just has a massive earthquake and just goes off and that's where they said it's like the australia of the united states and then uh snake bliskin has to go in and get the president's daughter because she got kidnapped um and the main guy on the bad island he has like a nuclear weapon well if if (laughs) california dropped off with the San Andreas fault, which is a uh-huh. real thing. Yeah. Like a lot of buildings would fall and kill people. So that would yeah. be tragic. And like, we couldn't get resources out to them. So that would be tragic. Right. Like, what about that? And then those people who survive are, have to be relocated to a livable part of the country. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like people who are like climate change, whatever we live in the mountains. It's like, yeah, well, people are going to need to be go somewhere. Like, not everyone's just going to die in a tsunami. Well, everybody is relocating to the Midwest because of water scarcity already. People are already moving. Yeah. So, um, I think that's totally possible. I mean, it's... But it's also, like, we know of the dangers and yet we still live there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like... Mm -hmm. You know, we live on a, a fault line here where there's going to be a massive earthquake here in, in Utah. It's like you take the risk. Like, what, what are you going to do? You can either live in fear or not. Like, I'm not, I choose not to live in fear. There was like a, a, a year there where I was freaked the fuck out about the earthquake, the inevitable earthquake. But then I was just like, it's inevitable. Who gives a fuck? So, yeah, I don't so know. that's like kind of like Yellowstone is like if Yellowstone explodes, we're done. Yeah, but it could explode now or in a million years. We don't yes. know. Yes. Yeah. So, like, why why stress about it? We should stress about the things we can control, like, you know, corporations polluting the whole entire earth. You're right. <laughs> Preach, like, girl. I'm not going to worry about these, like... Natural disasters. Natural disasters that we for sure can't. I will worry about natural disasters we can control. Like, the ice yeah. cap's not melting. Or, like, you having know? the resources like, to send. Like, did you hear about Tonga? How that volcano just exploded? by tonga and created a tsunami Uh, the whole pacific rim was like on watch so crazy so crazy and it was like uh underground volcano right yeah and it was like it dormant and then it was like acting up and they're like well this is acting up and they're like oh no it's asleep again no that was just building up pressure for everybody just like well honestly i mean i thought about that and i was like maybe it'll create more land that will help our you know, I guess, pop, like, maybe it'll create, like, some sort of fucking utopia. Like, an Honestly, island, an island, a utopia island, you know what I mean? I still have not heard back from one of my mission companions that lives in Tonga. And she has not opened her messenger. So well, I, I mean, hope she's just I'm taking sh- a Facebook break and not dead. Well, and it could be, like, the, the internet's down. Yeah, you're right. Think positive, and she could also be dead yeah all of those things are possible 
we're all gonna die so let's get high um dmt well, everybody <laughs> what is dmt like dmt the drug the chemical that releases in your brain when you die and yes the drug oh, yeah the chemical <laughs> <laughs> i need to find jesus we all do that's why we have this podcast he's been winning this round of hide and seek for the past 2000 years 3000 well he was a zombie so it's fitting what if what if jesus the second coming of christ happened and jesus actually was blonde hair blue eyed white guy he was a, he was a white guy what if he wore a missionary tag? What if he was Mormon Jesus? Elder Christ. And he was clean shaved. <laughs> Elder Christ. <laughs> um, there, there's a fucking merchandise idea. A t-shirt with like a name tag on it. This is Elder Christ. Copyrighted people. It's copyrighted. Don't sell. <laughs> <laughs> Named here on Thursday at 12.19 a.m. <laughs> we copyright this idea. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, he's all, no, but like, wouldn't it be funny if he was like bearded and long haired, but like in a missionary outfit? <laughs> and like sandals too, like full suit, but sandals. Haven't you seen that like shaven Jesus picture? No, you must send it. He's like, <laughs> this is like, this is what Jesus would look like if he was shaven in a missionary attire. It is so fucking stupid. Is he still not Middle Eastern? He's still Del Parsons and he looks like my Uncle Del. <laughs> I'm sending it to your Instagram. Okay. God, what a world. <laughs> what is this photo you sent me? That looks good. Isn't that so beautiful? (laughs) He looks like a cunt. (laughs) He looks like a terrible bishop. He looks like, yeah, he looks like, he looks like someone who abuses his power. God. You know what he does? Like, again, Middle Eastern, like Jesus was. No. Not not one freckle on his face. Zero percent brown. If Jesus came back and he looked like that i'd be like yo dude did you look like that when you were over in the middle east and he said <laughs> yes i'd be like how did you survive as long as you did yeah <laughs> like, why, were why didn't they murder you because you? you were weird why did they murder you the second you popped out of your brown mother's vagina oh my god <laughs> like has has no you know one they seen s- powder only person who ever thought of powder in 2022 i saw it in theater it shook me and you know what you I did like... my mom brought it home and let me watch it on vhs my mom took me to the theater to watch it and when i came out of the real theater next to the pizza hut there was a lightning storm happening and i was like i don't want to be powder <laughs> <laughs> did you ever watch don't push the me in a puddle with my pants down what Did I ever watch? Did you ever watch The Mask with Cher? Ah, fucking love that movie. Oh my god, love it. Up to I've seen that movie so many times I can't even tell you. Um, 
And it also has, if I ever get out, I hit Kathmandu, Bob Seger, the most phoned in song anyone's ever seen song in their life. If you want to really hear someone phone something in, Kathmandu, Bob Seger. And you know, you guys all know that Bob Seger makes me horny. <laughs> so, the fa- <laughs> so the fact that I'm talking shit about one of his songs, it must be bad. Bob. What? Saget. <laughs> Seger, okay. No, Bob Seger, not Saget. Bob, Bob Saget, Seger though, looks like Jesus. He, I mean, I feel like he looks more like Jesus than Jesus, the, the portrait. Than, than Del Parsons. But he's Jesus. still a white man. <laughs> so, no. Night Moves by Bob Seger. Yeah, I'll, yep. I'm just thinking about it right now, and I'm getting a little bit aroused. There's a little moisture I have, happening. I have no idea what you're talking about, but. Night Moves? Nope. I don't know any of this. <laughs> Autumn closing in. Um, I like that old time rock and roll. You would know that one in Like a Rock, the Ford. Oh, oh Like a Rock. Yeah. I'm t- I'm, here's here's what I'm telling you. Bob Seger, these are the songs you need to listen to. Uh, Night Moves, Down on Main Street, Hollywood Nights, and Still the Same. Okay. Those are the Bob Seger songs you need to listen to. That's your homework, everybody. And if it arouses any part of you, you let me know. But if you, I think that just, it just has to do with something in my past. Yeah, probably. It's probably a trauma response. Working all the night moves. Um, all right. Well, I think that's kind of on that note. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to end it with Jesus Christ, but we, we are. didn't. No, we are. And we say these things. <laughs> in the name of Jesus Christ. Hey! Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. We're off. Okay. No, no, no. What, what else do we need to talk about? Jesus Christ about? No. I thought we were gonna end it at white Jesus Christ, and then I was like, well, on that note. <laughs> oh, but do you think, honestly, real quick, let's just have this real quick question. I want to have okay. just one quick. Do you think Jesus would be appreciative of the media that's been made in his honor? Like, no. Jesus Christ, super Christian rock. I don't think he'd be down with Christian rock. Um, I think he might be down with, like, Jesus Christ, superstar. I think you'd think it was funny. You know that, like, he, um, if Jesus is the Christ, I think he is. He said, thou shalt not make any graven image of me. And I think that all kinds of media has been made so that it could garner... Like it's just an it's just a way that they're abusing the teachings of Jesus is to literally make movies, statues, songs about him. Like he said, just fucking be nice. (laughs) Who has that? There's a comic that has like a bit where he's like, Jesus comes back and everyone's wearing a crucifix with his body, uh, fucking nailed to it, gold plated around their necks, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's like, why the fuck would you have that? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Well, that's how I think. What do you think? Um, I would like to believe that Jesus has a sense of humor. And I think some of the shit could be branded as perpetuating his teachings, for sure. Like teaching tools or whatever. Or like being inspired by his light, so creating art. Sure. But I think for the most part, he'd be like, shit's weak. Yeah. I said not. I said don't do this. 
But I mean, I'm not going to sit here and speak on his behalf because if the if it's if the shit's true, then that's a big no-no. If the shit's true, then he should come down and clarify because it's been a long time since you've been here, bro. Look, Jesus, hit us up on Instagram. We'll book you on the podcast. Okay. Yeah, you'll hear it first. I, I, we all know Jesus is listening, so we say these things. Name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I think that was our most blasphemous one. Is This The Place podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. Our theme song is by Bobby, and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story, as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you.